Hey guys, we're back live at the Sampler Bar BK. Yeah. And we're here with uh, Big Ronnie. Hello, hello, hello. And Bike Girl. Hello. And we're uh, also Zimad is on board today. Yeah, I'm co-hosting. It's fun. Technically, technically, just out of respect, I'm the co-host today. Z-Man's the host. Oh, no, oh, no, no. Nice. I like that. Age, respect, wisdom, all that. I can't I can't say uh, I'm the Batman, she's Robin. It's the other way around, and life is life. That's I'm it. still yeah, looking that. for the tights. Nice. I, I, I won't believe any of this till I see the tights. <laughs> so we are back at the Sampler BK. The music is bumping. The air conditioning is pumping. I'm trying to think of a... Something's thumping. And we are here with our special guest, Mr. Jeff Enriquez. Yeah. Say hello, Jeff. Jeff. What up? Nice. Jeff is, uh, I'll say it, one of my favorite artists working. Thank I you. am exceptionally biased because uh, he's also my boy. Right on. And John, where was Jeff's first piece on the street you remember seeing? You know, that's a really tough one. I Thank you. I mean, seriously, I, I'm trying to think back about the first one I, I remember. I remember, well, I think the, wait, you tell me. Oh, are you waving? Oh, no, I'm waving at someone oh, coming in. What can I oh, say? I'm thinking the most memorable one was, well, actually, when you were working with him at uh, doing the, the the Brooklyn Bridge over, like, that was memorable for me because. I didn't say the I know. We're going to get to the best, John. Oh, that's hard, though. The best is the one coming next. uh, I'm impressed by his just attention to detail and everything that he does on the walls. And so, uh, but I can't remember the first one. Do you remember? Of course. Oh, you do? (laughs) Which one? Of course, man. Ain't nothing like the first time. No, the first first piece I remember doing was in Bed-Stuy. On the corner at this place called uh, Covert Coffee. I don't even know if they're there anymore, right? But we're walking around, and I'm literally going door to door, knocking on people's doors and going to bodegas and going into little cafes. And be like, can I paint your wall? Can I paint your wall? Can I paint your wall? Well, what do you have that I can look at? And I'm like, uh, I don't have any murals yet. <laughs> can I paint the first one? And they're all like, no, because we don't know you. We're not going to just paint on a wall, you know what I mean? And this is like three years ago, right? And uh, so Covert was like, all right, cool. I showed them some of my canvases, and they were like, all right. So they gave me a wall the size of like a studio apartment kitchen backsplash, okay? It was tiny. But it was a free wall that I could rock whatever I wanted to. So that was it. I rocked it. And I think then after that, it was Underhill. And then I think after that was Busher Collective. No, no, no. After that was The Well in Brooklyn. where uh, Yes, with uh, Chris Soria. With Chris and, Soria, yeah. yes. And the owner of uh, The Well Brooklyn, who is an awesome human being, I have to tell you. Uh, he was like, yeah, man, just paint whatever you want. I said, what? He was like, yeah, man, just paint whatever you want. And I'll pay you. And so after Ooh. I picked my face up off the floor at the idea of someone paying me to do what I wanted to do, then I realized that this can work. And then, so as of today, I've done like three or four murals at the well, and I've done every drop of signage from the restrooms to the, the signage on the wall, out front, in the back, everywhere. 
that's really cool. But not to and not to bring it back to me, but the question always was, back to you. When John. was the first time that that I saw you painting? I believe and it was, that was that. the question. You're right. He's right. Yeah, He's yeah. Right. Was that the well? I, yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, the, the the Brooklyn Bridge, Brooklyn Bridge, Brooklyn Bridge. No, no. Well, I think before we were in really good friends, and then you forgot about me, and then we came back. You better cut it out. Was it? Did no, you I meet in the field of flowers? Possibly. It was at. It was at. Uh, I don't know. I have to look back, but I've seen at least. I know the Brooklyn Bridge project. You came out to that, but that was like for the first time we, you and I. Uh, I think like I, I saw you at one of my walls. Of your walls. Okay. So You're I would have been. a lot of questions that weren't yeah. asked, John. It's fascinating. I'm just yeah. To, well, if we count back 12, 12 <laughs> walls, maybe you can tell me. You know, I've seen your walls in. Miami. That was a blast. I think it was Underhill the first time you saw it, to answer my own question. Underhill was mine. I think probably two years ago was the first time I saw it. Right on. How about you, Bite? Oh, it was Underhill. Right on. Which Underhill? Was it the very first the very like, first Love Heels one. Yeah, cycle? that first time they painted Yeah, that was the it. first yeah. time. Yo, that was a huge deal for me. Yeah. It was a huge deal because no one had approached me to do a wall. And much less it was like a, a big cause with a celebrity involved. You know, they were talking about, well, you know, Molly Ringo oh, yeah, might show up that. and this and that. And uh, it was for this lady and this film and all this. So I was like, wow, it was a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal. I was I was happy as hell to to be up on that wall, on that little 8x8 eight by, eight by eight panel. We All said right, Underhill, hold on, we said Underhill a couple of times, we have to respect the curator and mastermind. What's up, Jeff? <laughs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Jeff Beeler uh-huh. is still holding it down. He's, oh, doing, yeah. uh, he's doing PS9, PS9 now. now. He's PS9 now, so he's, he's branching out. Huh? Can you pay PS9? No. Not yet, but I'm going to. Okay, good. I'm doing the, I'm doing the, the, the central piece, the, the big giant handball court wall, right on the opposite side of uh, Turtle Caps. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. I'm remembering now, when I when I first met you, I went to your opening show at uh, that little, at, right next to uh, Underhill Walls, right down... Oh, uh, Cheryl's. Cheryl's, yes. And I met you, and I really was just so impressed with your work, and I saw you did... That's right, I remember you. You were so awesome. Yeah, and then Christine... I was there. Yeah. And so I, that was the first time I met you, and it was so great, and I was like, wow, this is a really cool artist that's just down to earth, and it was really nice for me because it was you know I wasn't very very much into the scene at that time but I was just getting to know a lot of the artists and right. we were really open and friendly and I was like wow this is kind of cool so dude anyone that shows me love will get it back two times now there the were two what was the other show at Cheryl's it was back to back shows it was Jeff's and somebody else at Cheryl's oh Raphael Raphael had a show I think there. so I think so. You sure? No. You know what? No. She's right. Was it Cheryl's? Down from, uh, from the, the Underhill. It was at the same time. As uh, no, he was. Yeah, it was the same time. It was like two weeks later. The Raphael had his show. I know yeah. I am remembering this because we gave Raphael a, one of your shots at Jeff's show there. I'm back. Was that the collab? The collab? No, it wasn't a collab. It was a picture of we were up in Yonkers shooting um, Fumero. And when we came down off the roof, Raphael was up there, um, uh, Joanna was up there, uh, and we came down off the roof, and Eric was taking some shots, and Raphael, like a big dummy, jumped out in front on the roof and blocked the shot. So it's him standing in front of Fumero on the ladder from across the street, and we and Erica framed it for him, and we gave it to him in that show. To tie it all back together. That's what we do around here, John. So let's tie it back together and get back to the artist. Here. Fine. So, 
Jeff, tell us a little bit about like your your style and your background. Like, how did, did were you always this more um, realistic painter? No, what? no. I started art as a trade. I went to a technical school, and uh, I took painting and decorating. My father was an artist. Um, and I had originally freshman year. I went to high school. I had a regular high school, but the art program was terrible. So uh, when the art teacher said. Uh, Okay, he put a picture of Santa Claus on the board and he said, draw this. That day was when I decided that I wasn't going to graduate from there because of how terrible and how lame that art class was. I mean, I'm sure the art teacher was cool, but I think he was retiring the following year, so he was just like, I don't, I don't care. But I uh, went to a tech school where they started letting me paint murals in the high school. So I'd get out of class. i have a, a lot of chance to practice. And, you know, there was this other kid that... We were like the, the drawers in the class, sort of. Uh, so we kind of had this little this little friendly back and forth. But I wasn't known as like the talented kid in class. But I worked more than everybody else did. So I was able to develop the little bit that I had. And then, uh, <clears throat> long story short, I kept uh, pursuing it with little bits and things around the neighborhood. But nothing, nothing serious came about until like, uh, when was it? Actually, nothing serious came about. It, was, it wasn't until, after, until I went into college that I thought, okay, well, let me take this a step further. And then still, it was teaching jobs. It wasn't straight-up art jobs, although I sold one painting while I was in school. I didn't actually, you know, when I say I took art as a trade, it was always like, well, what does the customer want? Well, we want this. And I'd say, okay, I'm going to give you that. And it would always be a different style. It, could, it would be like a cartoony style or it would be like a military helicopter scene for like a, a, a recruitment office or to be just things that had nothing to do with one style so I got used to early on doing different styles that I was uncomfortable with so I never really had a style I just had the binary code in my head one zero one zero one zero right and it was like all the rules for all the different styles of art are exactly the same you just change the color you change the speed, you change the the resolution, the retina, whatever it is, but the 1010 circles and straight lines, they, they never change. So whether I'm painting now, whether I'm painting something that looks like it's out of focus, or whether I'm painting something that looks like you can touch it, the rules are exactly the same. So at, at, for today, now, it wouldn't make any difference what the customer wanted. I'd be able to produce it. But as far as my own style... You adapt to your environment. I adapt. That's right. That's right. I Hold definitely on. Your co-host didn't have the mic. Oh, yeah. I, I was just saying that uh, he adapts to uh, the situation that he has. Right. And that that makes you more flexible as an artist. Yes. It's like uh, the obstacles become further and, you know, fewer and further between. And the obstacles are more mental than they are actual. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, now someone will show me something. Can you paint this? And I'm like, well, yeah, I can paint it. Because it's just I go I always go right back to to those same rules, so there's yeah. nothing new for me to the image might be different or the image might be new, but as far as how I go about it to do it to complete it to make it look how I want, no, that never changes. That's always the same. So I can I can move in whatever direction that I want to. But as far as my own style, I chose realism because for me it's the most difficult. So that's so that's your style, realism. You can call it that, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I, I would. I like to work that. in that style. Yeah. I, I mean, like I, I first noticed you on your paintings before the walls, and um, those blew me away. 
where, where I was looking at him like, oh, is this a photograph? And I had to really blow up my screen to really look at it <laughs> to know that that was brush. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. See, I like competing with the camera is one thing, right? Competing with the camera is one thing. I'm not trying to compete with the camera. We already have devices that reproduce imagery the way they look. So I don't hide the brush strokes. I used to try to do that and try to make it look like it wasn't painted, which then I realized was not necessary. My professor said, okay, Jeff, we know you can hide the brush stroke. Can we see some freaking paint now? Let's see the paint. I want to see the chunky bits. Let's see what happened. What, what does the brush do? You don't have to hide it. Let's see it. And so I started to work a little bit around that as well using different mediums. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, it is kind of satisfying to have someone be like, well, you know, we don't like photographers. Well, we don't do photographers. And I'm like, no, I'm a painter. And then everything changes. And then it's like, I, I, have the, I have the fishing hook and I'm going like this and I'm reeling them in. I'm like, yeah, that's the one right there. Three, and, and shock in three, two, one. Oh, I thought it was a photo. No, it was a painting. So I, I, I get that a lot. That's, that's always fun. So switching from a brush to spray, how was that for you? You know, I'm still, I'm obviously still learning. I'm going to always be learning. But uh, it was weird because I didn't know certain things like... Like uh, how to get the line to look a certain way. That you got to empty out the can of pressure. That certain cans have less pressure. Other cans have more pressure. Uh, you know, it's the a tools. whole other. Oh yeah, it's a whole other uh, science project, man. Have you um, done the technique where you keep your spray paint in a cooler with ice to lower the pressure? Bro, you ah. just blew my mind with that, man. Okay. I had no idea. I'm yeah, start yeah. doing it now. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I. That's what I like. It's to always be a student. Soul, we bring great minds together to make uh, just awesomeness. So. Now, Jeff, uh, I can say this firsthand. I've worked. I've shared a lift with him. He's a very precise worker. No, my friends call me Wing because I don't mm-hmm. like preparing for stuff. <laughs> I, I'm way better in the moment. My brain works like that. Jeff can step up and wing magic, and it's scary. <laughs> he's got a paper in his hand. He starts with a dot on a wall. He doesn't trace shit, and it's scary stuff, John. I mean, I'm, 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 all I can do is, like, don't shake the lift. Just don't shake the lift. Just, uh, just You know what breathing. I did? I, you, lo- I think I heard you when you were up on the lift. Yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> shake the lift don't shake the lift. <laughs> I shook it on purpose just to, just to mess with him. Giggling, and then the lift shakes, and... Oh, we're weaving back and forth like this. We look like two Ray Charles's just up there playing piano, going side to side. And he's grabbing onto the to the to the lift. He's grabbing onto the bar. I'm like, if you grab onto something, you're gonna swing it further. He's like, you son of a bitch, get me down from here. How high up? It was like 15 feet. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I think it was actually two feet. They could have actually stepped up onto the lift, but it was a scissor lift. Wasn't I don't it? even think I clicked the nozzle forward. We well, didn't go up. It was the smallest scissor lift. You could I have. hate scissor lifts. Dude, we weren't even on a lift. We were on a milk crate. Okay. Get, but getting him all, getting him nervous and scared was fun as hell. Sorry, brother. Let's talk about you nervous on a lift, a little project that you had last summer, sir. Where? In Queens. Oh, 
Oh yeah, that, oh. Wait, that was a scaffolding. You know? That was the scaffold. Yeah. yeah That's what you're gonna, you're gonna correct me on that. Well, I'm just saying, like, what you're saying is, like, uh, there's a huge difference between this janky uh, scaffolding and an lift that's actually a mechanical. Thank you for the correction, John. They can both suck and fall apart. Was, you invited me up on that on that scaffolding. I did. And I was taking. I'm like, this thing's gonna fall over. I, but you rocked that wall. I, I put a sticker up while the old things were nice and happy. That got pulled down when things didn't get so happy. So ask away. It's been, no, it, it's tell been the, a year. Tell the story it's been the a year now. It's been a matter of fact. As a, as a matter of fact, it's been a year. If I'm not mistaken, it was July 4th. A hundred, a hundred percent. Three hundred and sixty-five days ago today, I believe, is when I was doing. I started the repair. Yeah, because July 4th is when you were painting and we brought you a barbecue. Right, that's say. right, yep. that's July right. July 4th. And I got my grub on. As a matter of yep. fact, today, was, day, yeah. today yeah. was the day, I believe, that I started, that you started the repair. started fixing it. Yeah, fixing because it, yeah. And we were up there for 15 hours in one shot. It was it was unbelievable. Marathon. I've never seen, I mean, it's, it's still kind of a feat of... Uh, just of your determination of like everything you have that that means that no matter what happens you're gonna make this. I just work. let I yo six in the morning. At six in the morning I get a text from Rafael. And it wasn't even really a message, I think it was just a photo. And he showed me the wall and all the white paint on it. And I just went, oh like, okay. I knew it had nothing to do with me. Right. You don't have haters like that. Nah, nah, nah. nah nobody knows I mean, you over I there. Do, hey, hey, you know, hope you're well, out there listening. nobody knows you over there, so it's not like they'd be hating right. on you nobody one way or another. Right, nobody knew you over there. But then the question became, wasn't, the question was never, uh, why? I don't care why. I don't try to bother too much with the why, because you're never going to really get a satisfactory answer, no matter who answers that question for you. But I was like, okay, well, either I'm going to go back and fix it, or I'm going to leave it. So those were my only two options. So I'm like, all right, we're going to soldier up. I'm an so, ex-military myself. I'm an ex-Marine. So I had no business just walking away. You understand what I'm saying? You don't walk away. When someone shoves you, you can't. Well, you, you, you just, stepped some, up in some a Some people ass can way. let it go, but sometimes you just can't. Right? So I said, all right. Went back to the store. I, I, I decided we went back to the store, collected all the paint. Took a taxi back to the wall and got started around 11 a.m. Right, and so they, there it was, and then people started to surround the whole block. And at one point, I think there were like maybe 80 people standing around in that little area, all looking at me. Now the scary part was not even them; it was the fact that the project was right across the street. And I'd had the confrontation with the culprit, believe it or not, around that time. And it turns out that he was affiliated with some maybe savory, maybe unsavory individuals that comes with a brand. And uh, I'm not going to mention it. But uh, he said, we'll be back. Yeah. But I looked at him. Like, we had this whole conversation. I said, look, you got to do what you got to do. I said, I'm going to do what I have to do. I said, uh, as long as me and my girl are not in any kind of physical danger, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm also going to cover it with a protective coating. And I said this to him. And we shook hands. It was like two grown men. We shook hands. And he left, but he did say, I'll be back. And I'm like, damn it. 
this is it. This is this is this is it for me. Yeah, a, a, a little bit. I didn't know the guy. Plus, the projects are right behind me. There's 300 windows all facing my back, and I'm like, yeah, you never you never know if somebody's gonna I don't do know. something from a window. So you know, exactly, especially in a project, you could get yeah. shot at, and no one's going to say anything. Yeah, no. no I don't think we. I don't think we've told anybody exactly what we're talking about. We're no, rambling we on, and no, we, we didn't, didn't mention what we're even talking, we're talking about, about here. Talking about, go ahead, Jeff. We're talking about the Prodigy mural that I did in Queens last year, alongside uh, Eli, who was the guy who actually I was painting the mural of my niece here for the Busher Collective last year. He walked by and saw it, saw me painting, and approached me about a project for something else. But then shortly after. Uh, P passed away, and then they were like, "Yo, let's let's switch modes and go do this piece over here to commemorate him." So, okay, cool. Uh, so, long story short, the guy came, confronted me, left. I was nervous. I'm on the scaffold, and I'm standing there, and I'm and and after about 20 minutes, I think it was like a bunch of cars just appeared. They whipped around the corner. Slammed on the brakes, got out the car, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm about to have my brains all over the wall right now. I was so uncomfortable. I was rude to people. I didn't know who was who, asking me questions. People talking to talking to my girl, and everyone's like, you know, this and that. And I'm like, I don't know any of these people. I don't. I suddenly now don't like anybody around. Everybody, go away, leave me alone. So I just stayed to finish. We worked. The whole experience was beautiful because the community came out. The hood love was strong. People were playing music. People were playing Mob Deep. People were playing Shook Ones. They were playing mixes. And I was, you know, for a little while, I felt a little safe because I felt like I had like sort of like a little crew there. Right. But the beautiful thing about it was that I didn't know any of them. But they all came out anyway to show that kind of support. Now, the hood would do that. The hood would do that. If they're feeling what you're doing, they'll come out and they'll do it. If not, it'll be like the Apollo they'll boo you right out the neighborhood so DJ Hot Day was there Frankie Cutler showed up I think Nori came a couple other MCs rappers and whatnot. Um, and at the end of the day when it was all done I knew it was going to get wrecked again yeah I already knew that it was going to get wrecked again I knew it but I didn't that wasn't the point well it was the moment in time and you had your moment I mean you beat it I mean, I you could have walked away from it, but you didn't. You won. I and it I wouldn't matter like if it got beaten up again because you'd already gotten matter. everything you needed. Didn't matter. The whole point. The whole point was, what are you going to do now, Jeff? What are you going to do? Someone's, you're at the playground. Someone pushes you. You fall on the floor. What are you going to do, Jeff? Well, that, that shows what kind of artist you are, that you respect what you do for the community as well as the community respecting what you do. You know, it's kind of like, um, it, it's a good thing that you went back and fixed it because then it shows people that they can't get away with this because, like, every time they do something to your walls, you're going to be back to, to take care of your work. Well, I think even beyond that was how the community felt. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't take a lot <clears throat> for the community to feel like they're being like they're being shown some love and you know i used to be poor when you're poor all you have is respect you don't have money to lend somebody you can't drop a 50 on the table and be like yo we're good till next week you know i'll help you with bills or whatever we don't have that we never had that it was like either you have your 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 credibility your reputation your name 
your honor, your respect, those are the only things that, that you can't buy. You can't pay for those things in the hood, so you got to earn it. You got to get dirty and filthy and, you know, get into situations that are uncomfortable. I disagree. It's not dirty, filthy, uh, sticking your nose in it. It's, it's not... Let me say this the right way. It's maintaining your integrity. It's staying a man or staying a woman, staying true through whatever the fuck happens. You were the voice of the community for that week. Mm. Whether you wanted it or not, you could have went home and not came back. You didn't. Well, uh, I'm glad about the way it turned out. Yeah. And even though I knew it was going to get buffed again, I didn't expect the mural to even last a week after that. I knew it was going to happen again. Yeah. And I knew who was going to do it. Uh, but it didn't really matter because, and I even posted, I said it was going to get, I said it was oh, going to yeah. get ragged again. <clears throat> and uh, after that, it didn't matter. It didn't matter after that because the point was made, you know. And then I got, you know, asked to paint Prodigy over here, paint Prodigy in Texas, paint Prodigy in Queens, paint Prodigy here, paint Prodigy there. And I was like, nah, because I'm not going to be the Prodigy guy. You know what I mean? I want to be the other guy. You know, I'd rather be the guy that, that, that does all the different types of murals and is known for doing, like, difficult kinds of things on a wall uh, than to be known as the guy that does X, Y, and Z off of another person's name. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't change it. If it came and ha- if, if the whole thing started again, I'd, I'd leave it just the way it happened from start to finish. I wouldn't change nothing. Let's talk about your thousand different styles, sir. Boom. What's up with those beta fish? Tell us about the betas that just came yeah. up for birth push. Yeah, with those aren't exactly like a. I've never seen a Jeff and Rika's beta, and it was dope as hell. But you know what? And you, you kind of knocked it out really quick too. Like, let's be honest. You're not you. You haven't been known as being the most expedient painter, right? No. Like, you take your time. And you do it well, and you rock it, but it's it's not it's not been so quick. And for some some walls, you know, some walls take longer. But you just knocked it out quickly, and it was like I was I was actually I didn't have enough time to come back and actually photograph you in different stages because you kind of just. This isn't about you, John. This is about the beta fish. I know, but it, it kind of is about me, isn't it? Anyways, about the beta fish. Yeah, talk to me about that. Well, it was a it was a blast. First of all. Uh, the idea of painting in a realistic style is just that. So even though people are familiar with like mailboxes that I do and call boxes and um, street lights and that kind of thing, that's wonderful. But it makes it, 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 it makes me think to myself, well, you can still rock something dope. It just doesn't have to be that all the time. Change it and make people ask the question. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's always important for me to be like, don't just keep doing the same thing over and over. That's why I admire your work, Zimad, because I admire your work because you put like seven different freaking styles into one canvas. I'm like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy can do it all. And it, 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 it takes a while to even think about that that kind of thing, so I don't plan it out, and I mm. kind of like think about the next thing I'm going to put on the painting as I'm doing the one thing I thought about. Yeah. So it's kind of like just building and layering. So it's kind of like my technique and it's kind of like my technique in painting. But I, I really, when I when I see what you do, like you sent me a photo the other day of a finished painting, and I was kind of blown away. And it was like one of your mailbox pieces on canvas, and the detail was just incredible. 
Well, I mean, it, it, it gets to I, a point. I was saying the same thing about you. I was like, oh, this guy. This freaking guy, huh? <laughs> this, this guy. guy. <laughs> but, uh, what I love about your pieces, Jeff, are that, how do I put this so it doesn't sound bad? Wow. It's the wow. last. Can I prepare myself? Well, because a lot of people, here. you know, there's some people where you can see where they're going the entire time. But with yours, there's a lot of build-up, and it's all about maybe the last little bit. I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say. She's right. She's right. She's right. The mural that I did over here on the corner. When I first started it, it looked terrible. It's like you dump all the Legos out on the floor and you just mix them around, and then you keep mixing and mixing, and on the last stroke, it all comes. It turns into like a a building. Well, and that's what I love. I love that big abracadabra. Yeah. So, but that's kind of cool serendipitously because I envy guys that can make it look good from the first stroke and they put every drop of paint where it goes the first time. It's like, I love it and I hate it because that's not an easy place to get to. I mean, for me, I'm still working my way there, but I'm getting closer. But like the fish, the beta fish, I had a beta fish that I missed dearly. And I thought it would be cool to paint something connected to nature, but it's different than what I normally do, but had some connection to me personally. You know what I mean? But uh, I knew I knew folks would like it. You know what I mean? I thought the, I thought folks would dig it. Well, no, you do paint a lot of uh, things that are important to you. You know, you painted your niece a couple times. No, a couple times. One, yeah, in, my, one in Miami here, and one here. Yeah. yeah, Miami. And you, you do paint things that are important to you. And sometimes it's more of a general thing with mailboxes and things like that. But I think uh, I like seeing those things. I, I feel like there's a lot more light in those pieces that are. A, a different kind of life, but life in those pieces of, of those people who are important in your life. So it just comes across to me like oh, there's so much vibrancy with it. So. Well, she, well, my niece, well, my niece's daughter, but I'll call her my niece anyway. Yeah. She, uh, she's like, uh, she's just a wonderful human being. I mean, she just turned she turned 11 in October, and she's so just nice. She's just so nice. She's not one like a one of like the mean girls in school. You know, she's she's just a wonderful soul, a wonderful person, and it, it kills me that I can't spend time with her like I used to spend when her mother was a baby, and I, you know, she was like my shadow coming up, uh, so I kind of miss that with her. So anytime, any chance I get to connect with my family as far away, I'll do it, and you know, but especially with her because she's the youngest. The older ones, I talk to them all the time. I send them money, you know, I take care of them, I help them, I talk to them, I advise them. But with the eleven-year-old, I'm not gonna be on the phone with her all day. But you make a gesture. You put something on. You put something out there for the whole world to see. And when she's older, it's not going to really connect right now. But when she's in her twenties, thirties, forties, she'll look back and say, "I remember when my uncle did this painting of me in Brooklyn. It was so cool. Then he did it again in Miami. It was so dope." And she'll take that with her and remember, you know, how much her, her, her family loved her and how much you know she means to her family. So that connection right there is, is crucial. It's critical, and it was mostly for me, you know, because at a young age she didn't know how to how to really re- react to that. I mean, how many eleven year old kids do you know have murals of them painted anywhere? Nobody, right? But uh, for me, that was a obviously a big deal. But with like with the mailboxes and stuff, those are important to me too because they represent what people don't want to see. They represent like the dirt, the filth, the grime. Stuff that you would generally Except for ignore. Us crazy people that chase those down because we want to see them. In 2005, I did a show called Rome, okay? And the, the signature piece in that show was of a homeless man named Joe Tate, 
who I painted at Sonic Jungle. Okay, he was uh, like 75 years old at the time. Uh, saxophone player. He played with uh, Coltrane and Miles Davis and all these big names. Except he survived the drugs and they didn't. Right. So you have this old guy, bearded, wrinkles, eye crust, all of this, old clothes. He stinks a little. He's playing his little saxophone to get money. And so I kind of became cool with him. And I was like, yo, look at the story on this man's face. The wrinkles and that you can just, you can tell how many fights he's had. You can tell how many times he's been heartbroken. Is that the one down in the parking garage? Yeah. In the cellar in Brooklyn? Yeah, that's what I so thought. People like that are interesting for me to paint because of the story that they, they, yeah. that they have right on their face. Sometimes you have to dig deep and ask them if they even want to talk about it. But their face says everything. And so I like to make you see what you don't want to see. If I had to put it in one sentence, I like to make you see, make you see what you don't want to see, you know, and then take some time to develop an understanding about the life around you. So when are you going to paint me? Because I, I'm not a pretty guy, but I, I, have, I have lots of stories. <laughs> Always here. back to oh, him yeah? again, Ronnie. What are you we going to do with him? You don't even have crow's feet, man. Come on, you see all my gray here? Come on. I'm just wondering when I'm going to get a Just from this guy. waist down. Wait, wait. Just say gray hair? Immortalize the shorts. Immortalize the shorts. Hey, yeah, you got a bit of great too. We're good. Yeah, I, gotta, I, I, I think I got everybody beat. All right, first of all, John, you've hornswoggled this conversation far too much in Sorry. your own direction. He said your face has to have character, not be a character, John. Uh, Turtle Cap just got yeah. here, hey, running shit all day. He couldn't all right. just couldn't mix it up. He showed up, showed up fashionably late. We love it. Turtle, Cube Burrow, Caps, yeah. Shells, all that stuff. Back to Jeff. All right, it's not about you, John. You're a character. He's talking about character in the face. I just was helping this conversation flow because. I don't think Jeff knows how to speak. No, he knows. He's, he can speak John, you're too, you're too happy to be painted on a wall. I'm just saying. That There's not enough suffering and pain on your face. I can give you suffering and pain if that's what you do. You've got a baby face. No. Deal with it. Maybe in 40 years. tears in about five seconds if you want it. No, not crying. No, okay, no. I'll tell you what. It's all the Botox, dude. I'll tell you what. You're going to have to lay off the Botox a couple of years. I'll tell you what. Lose your house. Lose your job. Lose your significant other, lose all your money, be homeless for a while, yeah. be successful and then be a failure, okay? And give that about 15 years, and then let's see how you look then. But some tells me you'll still look fine because you're, you don't have like a wrinkle on you, man. You look like you're, he lives I don't know, 30. Actually, all I wanted to hear from him was that I, I look awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Brad, Brad, Brad. So that's great. You you immortalized him on canvas to tell his story for people who don't know who he is. Right, right. And, 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 that's and, great. And Joe Tate, being a man of color who had suffered so much, there was still a lot of beauty there. There's a lot of beauty there. And that's what people miss when they walk past the random person, the runaway, the drug addict, the homeless pregnant teenager. There's a lot of beauty there. And so people, when they're holding a change cup in front of you, you don't want to really talk to them. You kind of want to get on with your day. So for me, I like to make you stop and look at it and, you know, deal with it a little bit. It doesn't have to be sour or uncomfortable. But if it is uncomfortable, then that means you're uncomfortable with yourself. 
And so in, 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 in a way, I want you to be uncomfortable. When I'm doing portraits of those kinds, I should get back into that. Yes. Because I, I'm, I'm feeling it as I'm talking to him. I'm like, man, why did I stop doing that again? I did see some blank canvases in your studio. There's some nice one. big ones. There's a few of them. And they, there's they're, some they're, beautiful they're big, 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 big ones. They're pretty big. Right. Hey, man. We could do this all day, but Jeff, we, uh, we're going to let you go. Yeah. Before we do that, uh, please let uh, the listeners and your new fans know where they can find you online. I am at Jeff Henriquez Art underscore. I'm also at www.jeffhenriquez.com. Come check it out. And my studio is in Williamsburg. Sending Love Studios, baby. Hit, hit up Big Ronnie for visits. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry about John. I apologize. John. Shorts. Who's John? Don't ever apologize for me. Oh, Do yeah, I know who's John? John? I don't know any John. Took it, uh, you know, but uh, we are sold out with Jeff Enriquez. <laughs> <laughs>